Welcome to The Ordinary Show, an ordinary podcast with ordinary guests for ordinary people. My guest today is Izzy Baker. He is a teacher. He's originally from St. Louis, but now he resides in Houston. He has his own podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and probably any other streaming platform that hosts podcasts. Uh, I'm really... Uh, appreciative of having him on the show uh, he was suggested to me by a previous guest and uh, that's one of the things I really wanted to do with this podcast is have people that I don't know um, I, obviously I'm, I'm grateful to people who I, who I do know that come on the show but have people I don't know it's to me just a, a unique experience this is the second time I've been able to do that and I really appreciate it I appreciate him coming on the show so Izzy thanks for being on the show man welcome well thank you for having me um yeah, that was a great intro. Um, yeah, I'm here, happy to be here. What's what you got going on today? Nothing. Recording podcasts. I'm I'll be, I'll be report, recording podcasts all day. Oh, you got some more to do today? I do. I'm gonna record a few more today. Yeah. Okay, I see you working hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just uh tell the audience a little bit of about yourself. Well, um, he covered a lot. I'm from St. Louis, uh, living in Houston, moved to Houston for school, graduated from Texas Southern University, major in English, minor in sports management, um, have a podcast that I like to refer to as the other side of mental health, because when most people think of mental health, they typically think of just anxiety, depression, and all those, those th- do, although those apply, mm-hmm. mental health is a big spectrum. It's simply, if you Google it, the way a person acts, thinks, and feels. So for me, I've always been a person I'm very, um, I, it's like weird because my parents, it's funny because I feel like I'm like really split of both of them because my dad is very like a strong, like firm person, like, you know, in your face, strong personality. And then my mom is more of like the big person, she's not a pushover, but she's a big personality, funny. And like, for me, I feel like I'm a direct combination of the two. Cause I'm very, you know, strong and in your face, but then I'm still, I have humor. So it's kind of, that's really my podcast is a lot of personality, but then very strong. I like to attack stuff and talk about stuff that people don't want to talk about. And then I even have like more serious topics that I try to add humor to, you know, I'd say my podcast is for mental health, millennia, mental health conscious millennials with unpopular opinions. And, you know, it's definitely going to be some stuff that trigger you. But I feel like it's a good trigger. I mean, it might be stuff that might piss you off. You might be like, okay, I'm going to turn it off now. But you can't do that. I've never heard nobody say that they got irritated or triggered and turned it off. They kept listening. Okay. What's the name of your podcast? It's called PSA Podcast. Um, It's several PSA podcasts, but mine is different because mine is acronym for Prodigy Sportive Attestations. Prodigy is the name of a brand me and my father have. Sportive means light and playful and then attestations means something delivered as true so if you put it together you could say in simple like prodigies funny news or prodigies funny truth or something like that to where it's still the truth but it's just delivered in a way where it's easier to digest but in simpler terms you type in p.s.a podcast and you're gonna see and then if you want to really you know find it say izzy baker and then that'll come up and then of course my instagram and twitter and uh, YouTube channel is underscore Easy Bake Oven. Easy Bake Oven. Yep, like Easy Bake, but yeah, Easy yeah, Bake. 
<laughs> and Izzy is spelled I Z Z Y. So if you're looking it up on uh, for his podcast, I Z Z Y. Yep, yep. All right, man. Well, you know, when I reached out to you, and when I when I first you told me that you had a mental health story that, or you you had a mental health journey that you went on, right? Right. So. Can you tell my listeners that story? Can you go through it? Yes. So um, it in 2016, it's 2021, crazy, right? It's 2016, I was diagnosed with uh, general anxiety and a general depression and severe anxiety. Now, although I got diagnosed in 2016, I actually had been suffering from that as since I was a little kid. Like I always had real bad anxiety, always kind of in and out of depression. And, you know, me, I clown. So I would always be like, oh, I'm going through a depression. I would get excited because unlike most people, when they get in depressions, they, you know, eat everything. And then me, I don't eat at all. And I've always been a bigger person. So I was like, oh, I know I'm about to lose some weight because I know when I'm like depressed, I don't eat. So okay. basically, um, I think honestly what started it was my parents divorce. And although I ended up getting over that within like a year or two, it still just kind of opened the door for it. And um it just kind of went that way. I had two parents who were very active in my life, but I just never really felt comfortable talking to them about a lot of stuff. You know, I was never physically bullied because I'm too big for that, but I was definitely shunned and I feel like isolated by a lot of my peers at school because I always had friends outside, but I think I was kind of like struggling with trying to like fit in with people and just knowing how I am now and, and like my personality, like this girl I'm kind of talking to, she always say, you just so weird. You so weird. And I'm like, you know, I'd rather be weird than I guess the norm, because to me, that's predictable. A normal person, you know what you're going to get with them. You know what you're going to expect with me. You don't even know what I'm going to do or say next, because if we're being honest, I don't know what I'm going to do or say next. So I'm kind of like, you know, all over the place, but in a good way. It's like an organized mess. Okay. Well, so you said that your mental health like started like right around eight, and then you started getting help like around twenty sixteen, right? Yeah, so I was twenty two. Um, it was a situation that kind of well, really twenty sixteen was a horrible and good year simultaneously. Uh, personally, it's weird because when people reminisce all the time on like Twitter and stuff, they always say twenty sixteen was their best year. And for me, it was a horrible and good year personally. Now, I, I correlate that with 2020 because 2020 was a person was personally for me a good year, but I, obviously it was a horrible year for the world. So that's why I say 2020 was a good and bad year, like, you know, kind of for everybody, but not so much bad for me. But then 2016 personally was a good and bad year at the same time. And so it was a bunch of stuff going on prior to a bigger situation that happened. Uh, right before I went to um, summer vacation for from school. And at that point, I was kind of really not really around a lot of people like that. And I knew I needed to go to therapy. I had wanted to go my sophomore year of college and just never went. And so I ended up going when I was uh, kind of like away from a lot of people and isolated. I um, ended up going and I went from May 2016 all the way through December. And now I'm actually back in therapy now. Um, not for bad reasons, just because there's some other personal stuff I'm trying to work out. And, uh, but it's not because of a crisis. Actually, life is great, but you know, I work at a school and it's free and I know people paying hundreds and thousands of dollars for it. So I'm like, I might as well take advantage of it. That's true. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of people think 
you go to therapy when something's wrong or there's like like you said a crisis but that's not true like you can just go for like general like health like 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 you go to a doctor for a checkup you can go to to therapist for like a checkup you know right yeah it's 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 like a you know and that's kind of go with the podcast because i tell people you know you work out physically this i feel like psa is a workout mentally because you're gonna leave kind of like especially with some of these topics because you, uh, my goal is to have you debating with yourself about it in your can car you, or with your friends. Can you tell me some of the topics? So people can find on your podcast. I'm sorry. Can you tell me some of the po- the topics that people can find on your podcast. So I'm all over the place. Um, I ended off season four with a series called World Changers, and I was just talking about the two parts of people being able how they feel they can change the world and different um, aspects of that. And that, that was different ways. Then I got an episode. All my titles are very like, I'm a writer first. So all my titles are very like in your face and they're very like, I want you to be like, what is this about? So I have a topic that caters to like shade being shady and correlating that with being passive aggressive I got an episode that deals with, you know, people who deal with revenge. Um, I have an episode over depression. I got one over suicide. I'm just ranging all over the seasons. I got one that deals with misogyny, um, how to deal with, you know, starting your businesses and getting the energy to do it. One's about talent. I got one even dealing with, like, parents. And then I got one that did, talks about OnlyFans. So I'm all over the place, but it's okay. still all under that umbrella. And, you know, it's it's just you got to listen to it to really get the full gist of it. But I know, first of all, if you're a podcast listener, you're going to love it. But even for those that don't like podcasts, they tell me a lot that they like my stuff. So that makes me feel good. Okay. So you're, you were 22 when you first started. How do you, without therapy, how do you manage your mental health day to day? How do you, what are some skills you use to deal with those issues that come up in your life? So what I do is at this point, I know anxiety has always been easy trigger for me. Now it's not as much. Now I catch myself finding myself getting overwhelmed and I catch myself. What I do, what works for me is I make a goal list. I'm off and on with it. I have my periods when I'm on and I have my periods when I'm off. And I'm and I'm but I'm on an own own cycle now. But basically, what I do is I make a goal list of like four to five things that I need to complete that day. That way I don't get overwhelmed with trying to do everything in one day and stress myself out. Like, oh, this needs to get done, this needs to get done, this needs to get done. So that's one thing. I also try to stay away from people that bring me anxiety. Um, I used to have this thing where I used to surround myself with people who, you know, will bring on these anxious feelings. And in reality, I think it was me subconsciously not realizing that I really don't like them. But I was kind of like I had some issues growing up kind of with. um, Just being honest, my parents at one point, especially mainly my father, and it was times where I really didn't like being around him. So I feel like I but I had to, you know. And so because I had to, it was just kind of like I'm forcing myself. And, you know, they say your relationships with your parents set the tone for everybody else. So with that transferred over to relationships of all kind and I'm around people I really don't like, but I feel like I have to, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. And sense. that and it got delivered from that in 2016, where I'm like, well, I don't want to be around you. I'm just not gonna be around you. Like you're not about to stress me out. And there's even some people now where I feel like I have to question my energy around them. Like, why do I feel like this around them? What is it? You know. So definitely, I would say the goal list, that's a good one. Check your energy. See who you feel a way around um, as far as negatively. Um, decompress. You know, if you're going through something, a lot of times people like to just act like nothing is wrong. If you need to go in your room and just scream, holler, and cry, do that if you need to. I don't really have to do that, but if you need to, do it. Um, turn off social media for a minute. Log off because it can it can just... It can do a lot sometimes. You just need to unplug, you know, make it to where if you feel like, oh, I just can't get off of it the entire day. Just be like, okay, during my work hours, I'm not going to be on it. You know, something like that. And maybe, and of course, you said outside of therapy, so I can't re recommend that. You know, find you a good book to read, a good podcast to watch, maybe even a good show. You know, they say TV, write your brain, but I like TV. I ain't going to lie to you. So, I mean, find you a good show to just make you feel good, a movie or something. You know, yeah, I know th those are all really good uh tools to use. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was the tipping point that made you seek help? So, the tipping point that made me seek help, I'll never forget. I woke up one day and I found myself in another situation that repeated another situation that I didn't want to ever be in again. Well, I have been through really my whole life, and so finally, because I got to the point where I said. Okay, well, let me just kind of give a backstory so people can really see. So when I went to college, I went to school all the way far away, and I had a lot of the same problems and issues with people my whole life. So, of course, you're 18, and they say, be careful what you pray for, but I, but you know I love God for it, and I tell people that all the time. Because I remember when I was 18, before I went to football camp, because my freshman year, I still played football, and I prayed the day before I left for camp. I said, Lord, let me leave college better than I came out in every way. And although I definitely had grew in college, it wasn't until those last six months where it's funny how like, you know how like they hit the deadline and they said, God, don't come when you want him to, but he come right on time. And so he definitely did it before the deadline because them last six or seven months was intense for me. Um, academically, relationally, socially, every area, every area. And uh, physically, because that's when I had started losing weight. So it was a lot going on. But you know, diet, why everything. And so basically I, you think, okay, I'm gonna go to another city, you know, all this, all my problems going to leave kind of like how, you know, people do now with thinking, Oh, I'm gonna move to Atlanta. It's going to solve my problems. It was kind of like that, but with Houston, well, yeah. people think that about Houston really too now too. But so anyway, um, <laughs> I left and it was a boiling point. I remember waking up in my twin size bed in 2016 and I said, I'm tired of feeling like this. And I'd always struggled with suicidal thoughts as well. I forgot to, I left that out. Um, now you couldn't even pay me to think suicidal. So I know that's definitely deliverance. But I was all, and I woke up and I said, some got to give, some has to change. I'm tired of feeling like this. And most people would just wallow down and just, you know, but I was tired of those episodes. And me, I never really talked about it with none of my friends. They would never really know because I just didn't feel comfortable talking about that stuff. And then it's kind of like, here's this big black guy at the time, 280, 6'3", 
And, you know, I'm a clown. I clown all day. I laugh and grin and roast people and all this. So it's like, how am I coming to anybody for to let them know I'm going through it? When a lot of the times, too, people were coming to me. So that was the boiling point. It was a situation and it was just like another situation that mirrored another situation that mirrored another situation. And finally, just all hit. And that was like, all right. <clears throat> and then after that, you you figure you wanted to reach out and just get help. Yep, because like I said, it was free, and I was just taking advantage of it. And like I said, like I'm doing now, so right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Uh, what are some signs a person sh- should look for in themselves? Like, so if they if they're listening to this podcast and they're listening to us talk, what are some signs that maybe they can notice in themselves that hey, maybe I need to go get help. Maybe it's something that I'm dealing with that I need to go seek help for. Honestly, if you just feel like you need to go, that's probably a sign. But definitely if you feel as though, pay attention to your cycles. Are you going through the same cycles over and over again? Even when people have like seasonal depression, that's a cycle. So I would say pay attention to your cycles and see do I need to go get this checked out because I'm tired of going through this? Or even with your relationships, do your all your relationships in the same? Do you have the same type of friends? Do you keep attracting the same type of people? You know, what what's going on? Because clearly it's something. So I would definitely say look into that, you know, just to see like, just like I said, I will pay attention to the cycles. Okay. You know, when we were talking before, you know, when you, we were talk, talking through email, you told me that also that uh, religion has helped you out through your mental health journey, mm-hmm. also. And so you've you've been you talked about going to therapy, and then you told me about religion. So, is the help that you get from therapy? How is that different from the help you find through religion? Or how are they similar? Well, what most people don't realize is, and I'm glad you asked that, because we live in a society where, you know, and I'm not changing nobody's beliefs, but I'm always be an advocate of mine. And you're going to hear me talk about it, especially at this point in my life. So for me, I feel as though they're actually very similar because most people just think of like, you know, the Bible and stuff as just a book of rules and all these things. But in reality, it's so much mental health in that book. It's so many things and strategies that are in it that are crazy. And a lot of these things we call affirmations are really based on decrees that come from the Bible. And a lot of stuff of these practices that people do come from it, you know, and, you know, and again, I'm not here to change nobody's beliefs, but my, my belief system is, you know, when I would go to therapy, I would go home, do some of the homework, but also I would turn on at that time, I would turn on a sermon because I was really down and that would really help me. And I remember actually it was this lady, Dr. Cindy Trim, and she always talked about. And one thing that I never forget, she said, you know, um, what's one thing you can change that'll change everything? And she would always say a mind. And she was the first person that which a lot of psychologists and other people use this term. But she was the first person that introduced me to the phrase paradigm shift. And that is truly your paradigm is the blueprint in your mind. And, you know, 
that's my biggest thing. So for me, I definitely knew that therapy, when I would go home, do my homework and I would definitely, you know, be praying and I would decree things over myself and I would read the verses and I would watch these sermons and then I would still go. And again, I'm not perfect. I don't do everything perfect, but what people fail to realize is it is a process. That's why I don't really personally, I know I'm not where I need to be. That's why I really don't preach at people because I know I don't want to be the typical hypocrite, you know, because in reality, Christian or not, everybody hip- contradicts themselves. Everyone is a hypocrite in some way. So when we try to call people that, they just may be a bigger hypocrite than you, but you do something that contradicts itself as well. But I don't want to be the typical stereotype. So for me, that's not really going to preach to people. I give my scenario, my beliefs on stuff, you know, and I go from there. But and they're very, very similar from just the way it talks about the mind. And, you know, it's not just about, you know, being caught up in, and of course, you you know, caught up in trying to, you know, fo- follow the status quo in a sense, but mainly just making sure that you are good with who you are as a person and as far as your mind, because if the thing is, they and it's a cliche saying, saying, excuse me, but the mind is a terrible thing to waste. So what I've learned is you have to work out your mind like you work out your body. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I've been through A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I can't even, you can't even tell me that no God exists, but there is one that exists. And I'm, I'm going to tell you a person who came, overcame depression, suicide, and all these other things. And although, no, I didn't grow up financially, you know, struggling. I wasn't rich, but I didn't grow up, you know, poor and trying to figure out where my next meal was coming from. But I went through some stuff. And, I can't help but to believe everything I went through made me who I am. And so that's what be my question to whoever who may question, why did I go through A, B, C, D, F? You know, do you like who you are? You know what I mean? And so hopefully that answers the question. I'm kind of all over the place, I know, but it's like organized, this, as you see. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so I, I, I think what you're saying brings up something that um, a lot of people have a problem with. I, I grew up in the South. I grew up in mm-hmm. Louisiana. And a lot of older people would always say things like, oh, you don't have to go get mm-hmm. mental help from a therapist because right. you got God, right? You got Jesus, right. right? And so I'm going to ask you this question, but I'm pretty sure I know right. the answer, right? There's, you don't think there's, that that's a contradiction, right? Like if you're, you can be a person of faith and also go to Absolutely. therapy, right? I don't believe because, see, that's the issue because, see, now, and, and that's another great, another great segue conversation because I feel as though a lot of how older people were raised, you know, and even though we we, we definitely have to un- rewire some ways of thinking. Now, does that mean get rid of the whole belief system? No. But what I'm saying is the way we go about it is a little different because people saying because there are many ways to healing. We saw that in different instances in the Bible. People say all those made up stories, but them stories have lessons. As a writer myself, everything I read, everything I watch, I say, why did this character do that? Why did they say that? Why did they go over here? Why did this character come in now? What is this character? Like everything has a meaning. And if you even study some of the books in the Bible, in the New Testament, there are many instances where Jesus healed people in more than one way. It wasn't just a miraculous healing. Some people, he said, he's told them, go, go get help. Go do this person. Go to that. Not saying he couldn't do it, but that was to show that there were more ways to get healing. So for me, I, do I still feel like 
there's glory in me getting healed through a therapist absolutely there's a days where i wish i could have just woke up and it could have just disappeared absolutely but i'm thankful for my journey because if it had not been where i'm at i wouldn't be where i'm at and what's that to say i'm going to be the vessel which i know i am to help other people who are going through what they're going through so that's the thing so even with you know i've been in some places and i've told people uh, you know i suffer with that stuff and they kind of looked at me like you know like I was crazy. And they was like, well, you know, you just pray and don't get it twisted. Prayer is very powerful, but you still have to put some action behind that prayer. And that action could be going to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm and I'm glad you brought that up so people listening can see that, see that I'm not no, oh, just pray it away. I don't believe in that. I don't believe just pray it away. You got to put some work behind them prayers too. And going to talk to somebody, is there's nothing wrong with that. Because then if you don't go to a therapist, who can you talk to? Because a lot of times people don't want to talk to their parents because if they're saying stuff like that, nine times out of 10, they're closed-minded. So then it's like you telling them you're feeling this way, you something wrong with you, and that's not the case. And I'm thankful that, you know, when I eventually told my parents that I did struggle with that stuff. They were definitely taken back because they they said that they had an idea. It was something, but they didn't know what it was because I never would talk about it. And a plot twist of the biggest plot twist, my dad is a counselor. That's the crazy thing, right? And right, and a lot of the stuff I went through was because of him. And a lot of stuff is because he was going through his own personal things, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing with kids and you know, and parents, because sometimes they go through stuff and they kind of put it off on their kids and they don't mean to, but it just just happens. So, yeah. 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 So you talk about, you know, your dad being a counselor and, and some of those things, you know, when you were younger. What does mental health um, look like in children? As someone who's been through that, what does... Uh, if someone, what does it look like when a child? Has well, typically, issues? when a child has mental health issues, in most cases, they lash out and they act out. Now, see, that's different from me because I didn't do any of that. I was still normal. My grades was good, you know, all these things. So it wasn't like I was acting crazy. But sometimes they can't just also, you know, withdraw. And for me, it wasn't noticeable. Mine was very, very, very like secretive. Like no one had a clue because my mind was. My parents had enough going on. You know, I'm listening to them complain about their problems. Why you want to hear mine? You know, of course, that's a kid's mindset. But even as an adult, if somebody constantly complaining about what they're going through, why do you think what you're going through going to matter? You got an answer to that? Uh, oh, exactly. So I think that for me, with him being a counselor and going and, and going through all the stuff that he's been through in his lifetime, because he's revealed to me so much, way more than I've been through. It's just it's interesting because I've, I'm a firm believer, which kind of cycles back to what I said earlier. You go through what you go through because you're nine times out of ten, and I was in some capacity, are going to be kind of like an advocate for that, whatever it is. If you go through, you see these people all the time who are these millionaires, who these people who are these expert, you know, people with credit, they probably grew up broke. And now they didn't master how to save money, how to get build up your credit so that they can help millions of other people so that they don't end up like them or who are like them to get out of what they in. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you go through it so you can be the blueprint for somebody else. That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, it's a good way to look at it. 
Yeah, I mean, we all go through things. You know, they say that uh, you wouldn't be the person you are if you hadn't gone through the things you went through. Right? Correct. You'd be a different person. Um, with with that being said, what what are some of the personal successes you've had on your mental health journey? Because it's one thing to talk about, like, oh, I had all these things happen to me, you know, blah, 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 you know, that are bad. But mental health is not all... Like you said before, it's not all just negative. So what are some of the successes you've had in your mental health journey? What are some positive So um, obviously it's so crazy because I wasn't really into mental health until I went to the therapist the first time. And so the podcast itself, and look where it put me at. You know, I always knew since I was a little kid, I always knew I was going to be in the entertainment field in some way. And I never thought it would be through a podcast. And that's the crazy thing because, believe it or not, I've always hated the sound of my voice. So now to be openly speaking, and I've always been a person who had a very strong opinion and very strong voice, you know, it's interesting that I'm here. But it definitely has opened the door for me to get into my lifelong dreams of, you know, entertainment in every form and every capacity. Um I've been able to reach people. People have told me that they've, you know, grown or that they love listening to my podcast because it helps them think. You know, I just feel like the issue, one of the issues with my generation is it's different if my grandmother, who is 85, will tell me, oh, I'm not changing. This how it is. But when people who are 20 and under say that to me, that really bothers me. Like, what do you mean you're not changing? You 23. What do you mean? So for me, I like the fact that people are challenged and they do are able to think outside the box, even again, if they don't agree, that's, that's fine. But as long as you can see differently, you know, I love the fact that I can talk to so many people because of the podcast that are guests, you know, I have had some pretty big name guests and some more coming up for season five that I haven't revealed yet. Plus I love talking to people homeboy from around the way because I feel like everyone's voice matters. Now, everybody can't talk about everything, but everybody got something they can talk about. So I love the fact that it, I I was God allowed me to get a platform that I can not only promote myself and my struggles and things that I've overcome and just other things that just may come up, but also giving people another avenue to speak, to feel comfortable to share their story. Because at the end of the day, even if you never meet them, if somebody listening who's excited for what you're doing, no matter what it is, and if you can just make them happy, that one person, you didn't did it. So I'm thankful for my mental health struggles because let me tell you something. My life is crazy. Go listen to some of my episodes. You can kind of get a glimpse because I always have like a personal story somewhere in there, even if it's just for like a minute. My life has been crazy, the good, bad, and indifferent. So all of that stuff is used for my content, for my books, for my shows, for my podcast, for my, you know, conversations, for me being the creative that I am. For me, you know, I'm, I'm not an official creative director, but I'm low key one. So it, it's just so much good that's come from it. And again, had it not been for that terrible, it was the 2016 was terrible at first. Well, I won't say terrible. It was just eh. But if it would had not been for one of those situations that had happened in 2016, I wouldn't be where I was and where I am now. So in a sense, I'm thankful for all of that because I wouldn't be here. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's what we were just talking about. Like everything you go through leads you to who you are. Um
like you said before, like we, we talk about like when we were growing up, right? Like older people would say like, oh, you know, you don't need therapy and things like that. Like there's this whole thing in our society about mental health that just it seems negative, even though it's not. There's nothing wrong with needing to get help every now and then, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But there's just so many things in our society that people have a problem with or maybe they're afraid of. Right. Being someone who's being someone who's been in therapy, what are some of the common misconceptions people have about mental health that you've noticed? That if you tell somebody that, oh, I'm I'm seeing someone about this or that issue, what are some misconceptions they assume about? Um, they probably can assume I'm weird or weak or um I'm in my case, I haven't had to pay a dime, but you know that you paying a whole bunch of money for somebody to tell you something you already know, or, you know, they may think like, oh, he, you know, soft, you know, that, that's what they think. Like, oh, you're that, or you're crazy, which I am crazy, but I'm a good crazy. I think, um, you're psychotic, you know, they may think some stuff like that, but once you truly get over what people think about you, it's a very liberating feeling, you know, Cindy Trim again, something else she always said. She was like, stop worrying about who like you. Do do you like you? And a lot of people really can't will say no. That they don't like themselves and they don't realize they don't. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the uh, things about some people. I mean, Nobody in particular, but just something I've noticed in, in in my years living with people and interacting with people. Some people really don't like themselves, right? And maybe they won't admit that to themselves, but some people don't like themselves. I mean, I think coming to that realization, I think maybe that could, could spark some people to get help. Mm-hmm. If, they really look in, if, they, right. if they really look inward, you know? Definitely. Yeah. No, I'm sorry if I cut you off. Continue. What's what's, what's um as far as you talking about people who go to uh, therapy and how people feel about it. Um, that they think that all this stuff. They also may think like you know, you could talk to a friend for free. (laughs) I've heard so much crazy stuff. They think that you know that you should be doing this. On your own, they may say you going to a therapy as a cop out because it's like you you cause your own problems. But it's like, okay, well, if I do cause my own problems, let me go find that out and let me see what I can do to fix it. So those are pretty much the ones. I mean, it's a lot of them you see, and I'm sure it's a few I missed, but those that's the pretty that's pretty good, you know, on a generalization of what people think. Yeah. How do we uh, dismantle those things? Honestly, we just, it's kind of like anything else. You have to kind of, to see something, to really believe something, you got to keep seeing it. So we keep doing this thing where mental health is coming big and we see men speaking out. We see people, you know, going out their bodies to to speak on it, to um, continue writing about it, continue, you know, using their platforms. Eventually it'll become more, you know, people become more open to it. Like I had a friend. And I'll never forget it. He said this. We was one night. This was like 2019. We was all eating. We had went out somewhere and we was we was drunk eating. And I remember they, I don't know how mental health came up. And I started talking about 
uh, suicide. And I said that I was suicidal at one point. And his response was, yeah, you look like you'd be on that. And all I could do was laugh because one, the person who said it is kind of ignorant. And two, it was just like, you know, I guess I look, I guess I have to look for someone who will want to kill themselves, which is interesting because I had a homeboy who killed himself, who was a hood nigga. And no one saw that coming, who had two daughters and he didn't kill himself with like no pills. He jumped in the middle of traffic to kill himself. No one even knew he was going through it. So when people say it has a look, it's like, what is that look? And at, while we're talking, this is actually going to be an episode now that I, I just came up. See, I, my inspiration is crazy. I'm actually going to have an episode about this in the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, there is no suicidal ideations or mental health issues. They don't have a look. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. To my list, <laughs> there's no look. You don't have to worry about. You don't have to go worry about when you get ready in the morning. Like, oh, right, I look like, like I'm gonna kill myself today. Like what? Right. Oh, let me fix that real quick. At no, all? That's not how that works. <laughs> so, if someone out there is listening, um, what are some resources you recommend to find someone help? Because, like, because there's a lot of things that go into. Mm-hmm getting help right because especially as black people um i think finding a therapist who can help you who's also black helps out a lot more because a lot of uh black people have a hard time opening up to mental health providers who aren't black just be, and that, that's not, not to say they have anything against those people but just there's just social things that go on in the black community and interacting with other people where sometimes that's hard for black people to do, to open up with black people. But there, I mean, there's, there's other issues. Maybe a man doesn't want to talk to a female therapist or vice versa, a woman doesn't want to talk to a male therapist. What are some resources that you know or that you've come across to help people find the right type of therapist? Um, honestly, you got to kind of do that on your own research. Um, for me, I didn't have a choice the first time it was a black woman. And then the second time who we're now, it's a black man. Both times I enjoyed them. They're both totally different, but I enjoyed them. One, I think with him, I'm at a more, I'm at a stronger and better place in life. So him is literally four years later. And with her, it was like I was kind of still broken and trying to get to the bottom of something. Now I'm trying to get to the bottom of something else as far as, you know, just a glimpse of my relationships and why I'm scared to truthfully open up in a relationship and really just with friends too. I'm just not a very open person and I'm trying to be more vulnerable, but I'm not all the way there yet. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. But then it was just like, I keep getting up in these situations and it's my fault. So what I need to do to fix it. So I definitely think you may have to do some research. You know, it's so many resources out here. Google is one of your best friends. It's other podcasts, YouTube channels. You know, you just might have to really do some research and see what you like. And unfortunately, you may have to actually try and see like, hmm, I ain't really like her. I ain't really like him. You may have to just, you know, experiment with him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, uh, there are some really good podcasts out there for mental health. Um that people can listen to. Obviously, they can listen to yours, obviously, but uh, like like you said, there are other ones out, out there if people want to look at. But also, there's things like books that can help people. I'm sure there's like YouTube videos, and I, obviously, you can also mm-hmm. just go to a therapist also. 
do you know any uh books or other things like that that maybe some people um, might check out? I but... definitely have one. It's called it's by Cindy Trim. It's called The Soul Fast. That book changed my life. It's a 40-day fast. Her tagline, I'm gonna write us a little tagline. Her tagline is it's not what you're eating, it's what's eating you. And it's a 40-day just kind of like she takes the weekends off. When I did it, I did it during the summertime. So I did it um, during a time where I was. it was summertime. So I didn't have to. All I had to do was go to work. And at that time, I was a lifeguard. So I just did it every day. And, of course, I skipped some days here and there because if you don't forget, things come up. But it's a 40-day fast. And I actually said I like to do it once a year. So I think I'm going to try to maybe at some point this year do it. I really should have been doing it now. But just it just asks you questions it really pulls out what you like don't like and the first time i did it, i was still lying to myself because i was trying to be like oh i want to be a sports agent and i don't want to be a sports agent so i remember it helped me pull out some things about myself that i really loved and it was like i remember two things said what's things you can do this is like one of the first questions because it really forces you to think about you and they said what's two, what's something that you could do for the rest of your life and not get paid and i always said i love making people laugh and i love writing so i was like lord make it work and that has manifested it's still going to manifest um and um now we added to that list mental health so and man i love making people think and just picking people's brains so definitely you know i love plot twists you know it's probably the writer in me so it's definitely you know it didn't happen what I wanted to, but again, God allowed it to manifest when it needed to. And so, yeah, definitely check that book out. That's one of my, um, one of the real good ones. Um, and it's another one. I can't think of the name of it right now, but what I'll do is when I come back, cause they'll be the cane to me by the time they leave you. Um, when they're going to come back, I'll definitely you, when I do the episode, that's kind of based off this one, I'll, um, drop it then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked a lot about mental health, and I know for some people that can be heavy. Uh, but yeah, just said, unpaid. I'm an unpaid comedian. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, what kind of comedy do you do? Where do you do it? So as of now, my comedy is just comedy. my Instagram page, um, and all my social media. Um, I clown all day long and um, I'm I'm kind of from St. Louis. So we like to roast people. So I roast, but it's like a good roast. It's not like, no, oh, I know you, you know, insecure about your mold on your neck. So I'm going to just start talking about it. It's no stupid stuff like that. But it's just, it's very like, I'm like a roaster, but then I'm very like satire and I have very like a dark, dry sense of humor. So some people get it instantly. Some people would take a minute, but most people get it instantly because like I just I just clown all day and um, I find humor in almost yeah. everything. So I think that's definitely helped me in my life, too. You know, I found humor in literally everything. And, you know, it's funny because they say some of the funniest people, especially like with the top rated comedians, they always talk about the challenging darkness that they went through. And so with me, it only makes sense that I was funny. Cause I mean, I've been through some stuff, you know, and that'll be detailed in the project later. Um, but yeah, 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 no, I uh, kind of like dipping back. I, I know I said we talk about deep stuff, but like, uh, 
Robin Williams, mm-hmm. he had a lot of issues. He, he was gonna be that man. That's the one that popped. It just pops up in my head to start. But um, me and my wife listen to comedians a lot, a lot of times, either on like Pandora or like you know YouTube or whatever. And like sometimes they talk about that that they have mental health issues that they mm-hmm. channel into their comedy. So you know, you're absolutely right. That that's a a common thing. And then yeah, sometimes then I feel bad. I'm like, well, without you mm-hmm. wouldn't have your comedy. It's like. Now I feel bad. Uh, yeah. Um, so not yet. Um, honestly, I, 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 people been telling me for years I need to, and I just kind of been, you know, putting it back. But I'm gonna do it in some way. Um, I've been using kind of really like besides my Instagram and stuff, I've been using my podcast kind of as that as well. Cause like I still clown on there and I bring up stuff and crack jokes down there. But, um, like I said, I haven't done anything yet as far as like been on the stage to clown. I've hosted some events and things, but yeah, never, never, not nothing like a full comedy show or nothing. Oh, and I did. My school had, when I was in college, we had two different um, peop, sets of people throw wild and out events, and I was a part of those, and I kind of sh- um, stole the show. I didn't steal it all the way. It was another person who was up there with me, but we we stole the show. All right. Well, I don't know if you did to the podcast before. Okay. One last question that I got to ask you. What's the name of y'all? Um, so I haven't. <laughs> it's funny, um, because it, it is one in the works. Um, it's not my current okay. book that there I'm working go. on. I actually have about eight ideas for books, and um, the other one that I started with is one I thought would come later. But it's funny how I started with this one. And I had this this idea came in the summertime and then I had confirmation of it in some crazy ways. But long story short, the the title of my book, my real name is Isaiah, but the character in my book will be named Israel. And the title of the book would be The Hate is Real. Hate is real. (laughs) Okay. I got you. All right. That's a good one. All right, man. Hey, I really appreciate you sit down with me. Um, <clears throat> I really appreciate you sitting down with me and talking about your mental health and your comedy and your podcast, and all that stuff. Um, it was, I had a really good time. I appreciate it. Do you want to give yourself any more p- plugs? I know you talked about your podcast and YouTube channel. But you want to let anybody? Um, yep. So, um, you can find me, yeah. uh, my personal page underscore Izzy Bake Oven. I Z Z underscore I Z Z Y B A K E O V E N on Instagram, Twitter, um, and YouTube. Uh, my Facebook is just Izzy Baker. As far as the podcast page, you can find Prodigy Sportive on Twitter and then the full name Prodigy Sportive at its stations on Instagram and um facebook but in case you want the simpler version you can find it on my insta just go to my personal instagram you'll find it there but as far as spotify apple youtube um tune in overcast um amazon 
uh radio so many different other places pretty much anywhere you can stream p.s.a podcast is going to show up it's going to be blue and it's going to have that blue screaming emoji and then if you want to really make it like i said earlier specific you could do p.s.a podcast easy baker and uh rate subscribe leave a comment tell a friend i will be back for season five march 18th yep Hey man, like like I said before, I appreciate um, you coming on the show. I, it was really honestly a pleasure talking with you. And you're absolutely right. You listen to a podcast, leave a rating, leave a review. Oh, um, thank show. you. Thanks, man. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. Today, we talked a lot about mental health. My guests, nor myself, are mental health professionals. We're just talking about our personal experiences with mental health. Um, if you are having suicidal thoughts or just need help, reach out to some some of the following uh, resources. So you got the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That phone number is 800-273-8255. And then you have the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Their national hotline is 1-800-662-4357. There's nothing wrong with reaching out if you need help at all. So if you need help, reach out. I want to thank you for listening. Please subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and share this podcast on social media. It helps. Follow us on Twitter at Ordinary Show Pod. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest, please email us at the Ordinary Show Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, I'd like to remind you, there's nothing wrong with being ordinary. Some of the best people I know are ordinary.